0: Hey, this is Matt Franco, and this is Eric Dittleman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic.
1: Episode 31 is coming at you fast. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. What do you got to tell me?
0: Uh, I did a lot this week. I got uh, just a bunch of shows I saw. I was fairly busy for doing nothing which is cool. Good. That,
1: yeah. that should make up for my lack of doing a lot this week. Yeah,
0: living life for the cast,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> so hit me. I know you guys got hit with
0: a big storm. Oh, yeah. you. I think you jinxed us. You were like, we had snow in Vegas, and then boom, we got the big snowstorm, my car covered, well, things are melting now, but now they're like saying there's rain this weekend, which will hopefully get rid of the snow, but then there's rumors of another storm on like Monday. So I'm just uh, – I'm over the snow. Uh, I don't already. miss it. Yeah. Though I'll tell you one thing that I did use uh, to its full advantage is I, I have a windshield cover that I put okay. on the car. So yeah. just to make that part of the clearing off snow a little bit easier – um
1: yeah so yeah why don't you just extend them out do you do that already but if you know it's going to snow you you oh i put stick the, the windshield yeah. wipers the
0: windshield wipers are yeah you, you pull them out so they're they don't freeze to the windshield but then i have like it's like a mylar sheet and it covers the um the the, oh, side, the glass side view, view mirrors as well and that's how it mm-hmm. kind of stays on and there's like all these like bungees and pulleys that you can like hook up to the side of the car so then ideally when i i haven't cleaned off my car yet I'm hoping that it'll all melt before I have to but if I had to like use my car right now I just take off that mylar covering and the windshield would already be good to go which I, like I think that. is huge right yeah
1: that's great yeah you use it already
0: uh I mean it's on right now but uh oh, okay. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah
0: I haven't taken it off because you know my car is plowed in that's the that's the part I don't like is the shoveling around the car to get it out especially like all the parallel parking in New York and stuff like that and then it's worse when Once you've dug your car out and then you have to move it, then you have to like search for spots that are already dug out (laughs) from other people. If you wanted Mm -hmm. to park again, it's a whole ordeal. So I'm just uh, avoiding that mess altogether. But luckily, I have nowhere to go. So we're good. We're good on that front.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. So, so what did you do despite the snowstorms?
0: Well, I had a show, I had a a virtual show for college. (laughs) Something interesting (laughs) happened during it uh it my i do my show like a video call-in show sometimes so i'm streaming to youtube and people get a link and they can call in like a radio show like a howard stern or whatever and uh every once in a while you you don't know where people are going to be calling in from so when i just chose i saw someone in the waiting room i was like all right you're live they were in their car driving which doesn't seem safe but then exploring more i was like first like i was like If you want to participate, I'm going to ask you to, like, pull over so you don't injure anyone or yourself. Right. Um, But I also noticed he was wearing a Domino's hat. And I was like, wait a minute. Well, are you either a huge fan of Domino's or are you at work right now? And he was at work delivering a pizza. Wow. (laughs) So I caught him mid-delivery. And I was like... I was like, man, if I, if this goes long, uh, you know, someone's going to be getting a free pizza if their delivery is late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I learned that from Ninja Turtles, the original movie. Yeah. Never pay full price for late pizza. <laughs> hey, a movie reference. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so I didn't even know that job existed anymore. I thought it got kind of swallowed up by the Uber Eats and all those, but I guess not.
0: No, I think those are kind of like contractors that do that and they like go and they can go to any restaurant. But definitely most delivery places still have their own delivery drivers because if you just call the restaurant, what are they going to do? They're not going to hire it out to Uber and pay an extra fee. They're just going to do it in-house.
1: A lot of the ones here aren't anymore. Really?
0: Even like a Domino's that's like famously, you know, a delivery company?
1: That's probably the exception. But a lot of pizza places in general, like you can't just order old school delivery anymore.
0: Oh, weird. In New York, whenever you every pizza place has its own delivery guy. And, uh, you know, they can they can still get it out to you if you don't go through one of those services. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, have you had anything like super weird? I mean, I know you're not doing a ton of virtual shows, but I I don't know how that could translate to to live shows. But just an unexpected situation with a uh, audience participant.
1: I saw one recently.
0: Oh, please tell me about (laughs) this.
1: This was uh, I was watching Howie Mandel did like an Instagram live, and this was just a couple days ago, Mm -hmm. and. It's a young girl on the other end, and he actually posted this to his feed, by the way, so you guys can check this out. It was hysterical. It's, it's very common for him to jump on there and bring people on and just chat with them, but right. he goes, hi, and she goes, hi, and he goes, hi, and she goes, hi, and it went on for minutes of only saying hi back and forth. I don't even know how long it was. I left the room I was in, Mm -hmm. brought the phone over to show it to Tiana, what was happening. She's dying laughing. And I I left, came back, did a few more things. It was still happening. And then it just ended by him going, bye. And that was the end of the whole thing. (laughs) Signed off so that was that's a thing. that's
0: that's good commitment to the bit though on his part because i mean he's doing it for comedy purposes anyway so he's gonna sit in that weirdness and that awkwardness and to just be like i'll i'll stay in this as long as it goes you know but you know what she's awesome too well i was gonna say the fact that she kept doing it too to to heighten and extend the bit is great that there i would have to...
1: ruined the bit <laughs> you would have you would have like said something I eventually I mean I mm. I wouldn't have made it nearly as far as she did right, no way right well, no that, way I gotta I, and I love awkward situations but
0: I, yes we know this about you <laughs> the uh but that's that's good improv training there where you see what your partner is kind of giving you and then uh kind of just playing into that and seeing what what the overall scene or in this case a bit is uh what it needs and you just kind of feed it that way I think that's really cool yeah so there you go I've been in a very, like, artsy mindset this week because I've been doing, like, a lot of, uh, like, attending virtual things as well. Um, one, only one magic show this week. Uh, I went to see uh, The Journey, which is uh, presented by a Scottish mentalist, maybe magician. I don't know how he builds himself. Uh, Scott Sylvan. And when you say
1: from you, I think you mentioned you were going to this, but Mm -hmm. um, when you when you say went to see you mean virtual just. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify. Yeah.
0: I went Mm -hmm. meaning I moved from my living room to sit in front of my (laughs) my computer and turned on a camera and got to watch a show. Yes. So I went to it (laughs) in that regard. Tell Uh, me about it. It's interesting. Uh, there's a, there's a whole slew. I mean, this is kind of coming off the trails of obviously we our discussion with, uh, Derek Delgadio show in and of itself on Hulu. Uh, you can listen to a pa- the past episode if you want to hear us talk about that, but there's like this slew of, um, of shows that want to be more artistic or like are placed in the theater for theater sake. And this definitely falls in that realm. Um, Story wise, it was a little interesting. Well, I'll just tell you like the experience
1: first of all. He um, story wise, was... it was a little interesting. <laughs> Do I have to translate that? No, no, like, no. Keep going. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Well, let me let me say what he does really well is uh, there's uh, a lot of production element to this, and so this was through I think uh, the, like the Purdue Theater Company or whatever, but they brought him in as like a you know a, a artist that everyone could experience and uh you he it's very well produced in fact he's got gorgeous like video of the scottish landscape where he's from and the the video looks amazing like it's really really beautiful and that's used kind of as a precursor to the story about a journey that he he tells and uh but the the coolest part about the show is he's obviously in this like living room set and the the Zoom squares of the audience members are projected onto the set. So he can right. see them in real time, like where the windows are. Instead of windows, it's like literally he could point to who's in the audience. And I think that's that's the most successful part of the show is that, that blend of technology and uh, performance. I think that's really well done. The, the thing that... Um, on the technology side I wasn't a big fan of is you have to log in like through your browser because they custom made the software to be able to do that, to project people's Ah. images. So you go to like his website or whatever website they're using for the show. And you have to like allow permissions for your video and your camera. And whenever that stuff comes up, I just feel a little like iffy security wise. (laughs) I mean, it's Mm -hmm. strange because we're, we're, normally offering those things when we're doing a zoom conference call but like or, or whatever video platform you're using skype whatever but you're aware that that's that that's it's its purpose you know
1: well, on zoom you have the option to keep the camera off and this is, is this show not allow that option or? well
0: they they're specifically want you to ha- be on camera so they can project your
1: image onto the set too but what would but, happen if i just kept my camera off would they just not project me or would i just get booted or what happens um, oh we don't know
0: i think i think they're just like i think you kind of agree before you even are brought into the the show that you're going to have the camera on. And I had some browser issues too. So I had to like actually, my camera wasn't activating through whatever browser I was using. And I had to leave the show and meet with the lobby person. And they're like, all right, let's workshop this. Let's try a different browser and then go back into the show. So that kind of uh, hurt the experience a little bit for me because, you know, I was (laughs) luckily I was involved in in whatever um, trick he was doing at the time. And, but it was like right at the end when my camera like shut out and like the thing froze and was like, Oh no, I'm missing. I was like, I'm glad, glad my part was done already. Cause that would have been awkward, like mid <laughs> like participating. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's just the fact that it's like in a browser and like you're giving permission to that site to access your camera and microphone, that just felt a little, you know, privacy intrusive to me. Uh, but I mean, it's it's all, you know, what the consent is. And the interesting thing, too, about the show is uh, before the show, he's sending you video of, like, uh, some kind of pre-show instructions you're supposed to, like, listen to. And uh, it was slightly involved, like, more involved than I thought. Like, some shows I've been to where they're like, oh, you're going to read this list of objects to bring. And you're just like, oh, I can check that, you know, a couple minutes before the show, grab those objects, be good to go. But, like, to listen to, like, a five-minute video, a three-minute video uh, audio recording. I was like, that's more involved. Like if I didn't open this in time, I wouldn't have done all that stuff right before the show, you know? Right. I'm glad I opened the email earlier (laughs) to do that stuff. But, uh,
1: Just talking about all this is making me miss being able to see the stuff in person. I know. You know, you go to a theater, (laughs) you don't have to worry about the uh, performer Mm -hmm. being able to see you for the whole rest of the day through your computer camera. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Exactly. That's what I was worried about. I was like, oh, how much information is he getting for his show from me after the show if I come back? Uh, But (laughs) But yeah, no, or or just like you don't have the worry uh, in a live show of like your audience member just while they're watching your show freeze, you know, or disappear, you know, in a live
1: show. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen while on stage in Vegas, but not once did I go to pick on an audience member while they were delivering a pizza.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not one time. (laughs) Exactly. Yet. Yet. Now that you say it, you're going to see someone when your show comes back at the link. They're going to be mid, just for this, because they're listening to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to bring a pizza and be like, uh, one pizza for Matt, please. It's vegan. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, so that was one thing I did. That was interesting. Uh, very, very cool. Very interesting show. Um, and then,
1: uh, how wow. familiar are you I with- don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Very what? interesting show. Hey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You'd, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how I would feel if you said that, or if you walked out of my show and said it. But I guess it's not, that's not a bad thing.
0: No, it's not a bad Interesting. thing. Interesting is good. Interesting. I mean, I definitely think about it. It stays with you a little bit after the show, too. So you're revisiting. It's like, oh, that was kind of an idea. A lot of projection mapping other than like the, um, the people on the set, too. But he has other projections going on as well. and It's just like a whole technical team that's behind the scenes there that's pretty impressive yeah that
1: that projection stuff's really neat you know without having seen this one in particular that that stuff is really cool
0: yeah i always loved uh i think my first instance of seeing kind of projection mapping specifically is like when they started doing it on buildings and like creating cool animations and it's kind of like it's like oh that's that's amazing how this building is kind of like warping in on itself how are they doing that and then you realize it's just an animation they're projecting and it's just so bright that it's covering the facade of the building, mm-hmm. I like that stuff.
1: Very cool. Yeah. You, yeah have, have you not seen it? We talked about it once on the podcast before. But Kalen Morelli has this Instagram account where he's doing all this projection mapping stuff, but like in a close-up environment. Once now, you, have you seen any of
0: this? Once you mentioned his uh, Instagram earlier on a podcast, I started following him. And I've yeah. just seen some of the stuff he's doing, which is crazy,
1: and it's, it's wacky like, stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's not like all fully formed ideas. It's a lot of experimentation, and it's just kind of cool to see him go through that process of like what he can do, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, see if he can get a you know a real magic moment from it, or if it's. And just have you like seen the, the projection, projection stuff yes. recently? Yes,
1: C- crazy stuff. <laughs> it's
0: really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, like he's like, oh, I'm using the uh, the uh, like a projection app on the iPad or the iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't know there was a projection app. Yeah, what does that do? How yeah. do you use that? That's wild.
0: Well, it's all about tracking because the the idea is if you have like, say, I'm holding up a sheet of paper, it can identify the corners of the paper so that when it moves, it follows. Uh, the projection follows that map uh, onto that paper. So you can move it in real time. It's not unlike when you were using those uh, special lights in your show. And, right. And you had the little sensors on your shoulders and the mm-hmm. lights would follow you around. Uh, but this is a little bit more refined specifically to that rectangle space or whatever the shape is.
1: Hey, let me throw in another Instagram recommendation here. I oh, went yeah. down the rabbit hole last night and uh, my brain hurts from watching <laughs> this magician. Oh yeah. Uh, you may have already heard of him. His name is Jackie. You
0: Oh, I don't know if I know this. person. So it's
1: J E K I and last name Y O O. Jackie U, and he's like sitting at a glass table that's completely transparent and like vanishing objects and like it, it, doing things that in magic we typically would call like lapping, sure, <laughs> but not lapping <laughs> oh, because that's interesting. you can see. I I and then he does a whole bunch of other types of magic too. Uh, he's like known for quick change in some other countries. Like, I think he did Britain's Gut Talent as a quick change artist. Oh, cool. And then he did like America's Gut Talent a couple years back as a close up artist. But like, the stuff that was most amazing is the stuff he's just filming himself at home and putting on Instagram is insane. Jackie, you, I was fooled many times over and. It's amazing. It was like so enjoyable to watch, and that, he just fooled Penn and Teller, by the way.
0: Oh, that's awesome! On this last episode, because I haven't caught this week.
1: Yes, sir. Oh, and and okay. and that's great too. And he did an amazing job, and like. I was glad it fooled them because I was watching it thinking I don't know what's going on, but um, even that's not like a real representation of this type of stuff he's doing online, which is like just super visual and crazy. I'll have to check that and out. And fun—he's he, also funny. I should mention. Oh,
0: good, good, good. Yeah, that's always. He starts nice. every
1: bit. He starts every video by going what. <laughs>
0: You have a a new uh, watch video out. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I Saw that. That's right. <laughs> so you can check that out at Matt's uh, the, Matt's social media uh, as well. And while we're talking about it, we might as well plug ours. If you if you're not following Mind, uh, what is it? what is our thing? <laughs> Mind Magic Pod <laughs> on uh, our socials. Be sure to do that. We'll let you know when the new episode drops and so forth. And we're trying to like retweet, reshare our stuff as well from our personal accounts. Um so uh be sure to follow us there. Um you're just Matt Franco Magic, right? At Matt. That Franco. is true. And I'm at E Diddleman, D I T T E L M A N. Uh but um other stuff I did this week, Matt, uh the uh, how familiar are you with SF sketchfest?
1: Uh San Francisco Sketchfest? Yeah. That was a guess.
0: That was so, so not familiar. (laughs) No, it is a big comedy festival in San Francisco. And I've always wanted to go. It's always got these top names of, you know, not just sketch performers, but also comedians and improvisers and so forth. And uh, because I mean, there's, the, this is the silver lining of this pandemic. I'm getting to go to all these things that I normally wouldn't get to go to just because of traveling and, uh, you know, time of year sometimes. But I'm home and I can access things virtually now. So they did SF Sketch Fest online and nice. it was fantastic. I got to see it. Obviously, it wasn't a full like weekend of shows like they normally did. But they did like jam in so many performers in like a three hour window and like have a short little snippets of things. Uh, from you know podcasts, I love like they did a short little Doug loves movies. Uh, there was uh, little online Zoom sketches from uh, famous groups like The State, uh, Kids in the Hall, even um, Bob and Dave from Mr. Show. Uh, so many great moments. Uh, weird Al did you know a bit? Oh, that's cool. Uh, Dana Gould did a weird thing where he was dressed up as Dr. Zayus from Planet of the Apes, doing the William Shatner poetry reading (laughs) kind of thing so that was just a bizarre thing but then they also like dovetailed it with um or had little like moments of interviews between it was like jane lynch and um and christopher guest were like talking about fred willard and uh you know all these uh great moments of just like chatting and seeing people reconnect over zoom and you got to be a little bit voyeuristic into their conversations uh so i had a blast just like sitting on my couch and like I guess in quotes, participating in Sketchfest for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was a blast. And then I also got to go to the after party. They did an after party.
1: Okay. Now, how. So that entails you sitting in exactly the same place you sat for the show at home.
0: No, I moved from the couch. I was watching the Sketchfest on my. I, I projected it onto my TV or sc- yeah, yeah. screen shared it to my TV so I could watch. But I moved over to the uh, computer for this because. This was a, like a digital walk around one of the venues in San Francisco where they do sketch fest, this place called Piano Fight, uh, but it was a digital 8-bit version, and you had your own little avatar, and you walked uh, around. Yeah, and, like, like
1: we've talked about before.
0: Yeah. So th- yeah, there was a magic convention very similar to this, mm-hmm. the unconventional magic convention. But you get like you get to walk um, around as your little character, and as you get close to people, their video pops up, and it's very strange because, again, it's very voyeuristic. You can go right. up to people and you can see clusters of people and walk by and listen to their conversation a little bit, and then keep moving as your little character. And that would happen a lot when like some of the the big celebrities would pop in from. Um, you know, non Charla and uh, Joe Firestone uh, were, you know, are, are big New York comedians that, like, write a lot. And uh, they, they were there for a second, and there was a cluster around them. Todd Barry had a cluster around him, and, like, that was really cool. But then they also had, like, performances set up so you could go in, and would you know it, Matt? Of course, because it's so good for this platform— There was a magic show.
1: (laughs) Wow. There was a magic
0: show. Uh, a friend of mine, Robert Strong, was doing it, and, uh, you know, he was up on stage in a little venue that was, like, the theater, and all these audience members were sitting in chairs and stuff and watching the magic show, and then in the room next to it, they had, like, comedy trivia, and someone was, like, hosting trivia. I, later in the night, joined a game of Quiplash that two, two improvisers, comedians, sketch performers were hosting, and you could, like, just jump in on your phone and play some of those Jackbox games, so... It was, I, I stayed for longer than I probably should have just because I was like I was literally meandering around. It's like I didn't know many people.
1: <laughs> it was funny you mentioned that because I feel like it's like really cool. But one of those things where like I check it out, log in and I'm like, all right, I don't know what to do here and log out.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what happened with some of the celebrities, too, like because there was a public area where some of the performers from Sketchfest could like pop in and they would t- chat for you know, a bit that they disappear. <laughs> when you, like, chat, oh, you chat, out.
1: you chat by typing, you mean?
0: No, literally from like we're doing on uh, the Zoom call uh, now, you literally uh. just are like you see a bunch of boxes around someone and they're all talking. You know? Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So it was a really interesting experience, but uh, I was talking a little bit with uh, Robert and just how tricky that platform is because – Normally, when someone comes to see your Zoom or virtual show, it's a captive audience. Oh my god! But in this environment, you know, people could be watching and then just like
1: leave and then
0: like support the face. Let me get this straight. So
1: it's like street performing, but virtually, you got to gather the crowd. Uh, I mean, well, there was a
0: set sign that said like show at nine nine thirty or whatever the time was, Mm -hmm. and people would come just to see the show. But if they like saw it for a little bit and they could like watch it. They could also just like, all right, I'm going to peace out now and explore the rest of the space. So yeah, yeah, there is definitely a a street performing element. It does feel like that. And he literally had, because the way the platform works, if you're up on the stage, your uh, screen is being projected to everyone who's in that room. But if you're in the audience, obviously that's not happening. But to get like volunteers so that everyone can see, he would have to pull people up. So eventually he just had like a cluster of people around him on stage. So it was literally like forming that circle when you're street performing uh so yeah so very challenging he did a great job uh from what i saw again i was one of those people that was just popping in and out because i wanted to see what was what was going on and i've i've seen a lot of magic shows but i I do promise robert if you are listening i will check out one of your full shows with a captive audience to see you in your you know your best environment as well props
1: yeah no i didn't uh, props to robert for uh for not having an interesting show i guess
0: Oh, no. Oh, I see what you did. No, I would say he has an interesting show, but maybe with a different connotation of what is interesting. Oh, no, my means. gosh.
1: I noticed right off the bat you said he did a great job. I was like, oh, that's a different, different review. Taking notes. Okay.
0: Matt, next time I see your show, I'm going to be like, interesting.
1: Oh, don't think you haven't said that to me about certain bits. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I recognize the tone? Uh,
0: <laughs> constructive. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's
1: constructive.
0: It's all in good uh, good fun. Um, good intentions. Good intentions. In- indeed. Indeed. And then the other thing I was just mentioning of, uh, you know, things I've always wanted to participate in but haven't had the chance to travel to, uh, Sundance Film Festival was online this year. So I got to see that for the first time. And I've always wanted to go. I love movies, as you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, I, I managed to catch five movies of the okay. festival. Now, I think normally when you're there in a festival and you have like a festival pass, you can see a lot more than that. But uh, I had other things to do during the week, and I kind of only realized it was happening halfway through the festival was going on. But uh, bro,
1: that is a lot of movies in one week, first of all. <laughs> Number one, that is a lot of movies. and you've already given me a whole list of everything else you've done this week, which was extensive too, so I don't know how you found the time, but also, that's great.
0: I, I only said five Sundance movies. I watched other movies this week. Oh jeez) <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there's there are some interesting things of note for uh, the Sundance, because a lot of these how this works is uh, I found fascinating is uh, normally these festivals are premieres for movies that, you know, obviously are looking for wider distribution. Uh, Some of the more popular ones were, you know, the tickets were already sold out. So and I saw news stories of like bidding wars between, you know, different platforms and distributors trying to, you know buy the movie so that they can you know, own it for distribution and get profits and so forth. So that's the, the fun industry side of it. But um, the way the virtual one worked is they had kind of like digital premieres. So each day had like a set number of movies that would premiere and you can only watch it at that time. But then later on after it premiered, there was kind of like an on-demand feature of like second viewings for certain movies. So then you could like select, uh, you know, one that was on demand that day and you had like up to 24 hours to watch it. And uh, it, it, just the, the, the technology behind it was really cool because I don't know how they did this, but you, I guess you can play the video and then you have four hours once you hit play to finish it. So if you wanted to stop or start or whatever, as long as you were in that window, it was cool. But like I just found the restrictions on that were like so much more airtight than most other platforms when it comes to this stuff where you're worried about piracy or people getting access or sharing passwords or so forth. They they seem to do a really good job keeping all that, you know, locked down and obviously had the notifications before of like don't film on your phone or your computer <laughs> cuz I right. don't want you know all the piracy stuff that you could do in a normal theater too uh, that people do but uh it was a it was a really really fun experience and I saw five movies do you mind if I go through a little bit about these movies
1: no let's go in
0: yeah how are we doing how are we doing time wise yeah we got time to do this perfect uh i saw well the first one I saw my pod kind of let me know about this festival was going on. We were going to like get together and watch one movie and the movie we wanted to see was sold out. So we just picked one kind of at randomly based on the description. And uh, I won't say this movie's title because we weren't big fans of it, <laughs> but it was basically this weird- Was it interesting? It was, uh let's call it interesting. It was very interesting in fact, because it was like okay. a surreal- <laughs> surreal world uh basically they were going to try and find this 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 these twins um one you know died when she was little but the 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 live twin was able to go to this like weird interdimensional world where her sister could possibly still be alive and there's like these demons and it was very like pan's labyrinth kind of like strange ethereal uh and almost like a horror vibe to it, too.
1: Was was she trying to sort of figure out, was there sort of a mystery as to like what happened to the other twins' death or was she trying to get justice for the um, other twins' death? Or it was no?
0: more of like finally processing it. I guess it was I don't know it was a it was a long long weird movie
1: (laughs) I I literally read a book this week about a twin and like he was trying to figure out what happened really to his twin brother for the whole book oh interesting so like strange tie-in there
0: I know and then if you're watching WandaVision there's a lot of twin stuff there too twins are big in the media right now it's great I guess
1: that's true it's great uh
0: but anyway (laughs) I want to talk more about the other movies that I really enjoyed uh, there's one called strawberry mansion and that's the one we actually ended up wanting to watch but was sold out i was able to catch it on second viewing last minute but this uh the premise was really interesting and, I, and the reason i wanted to check this out too was the uh the co-director and co-writer of this actually like went to school with my brother which is neat <laughs> to see wow. that his movie is now in sundance um but uh the, the premise is uh, when we dream, our dreams are, like, taxed depending on what we're dreaming. So, you know, you dream of a car, it costs that much, and then, like, the government takes a little portion of that, and you have to, like, kind of audit your dreams <laughs> throughout.
1: Okay. I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but I don't follow it, really. Yeah.
0: But. I mean, this is another really surreal, right. artsy, indie movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It follows a guy who works for this government agency that taxes dreams, and he he finds a uh, a woman in the Strawberry House that uh, basically hasn't submitted her you know taxation on her dreams in a long time, and she's actually still using like VHS tapes. So he has to go through like all of her old dreams and like kind of audit them, and then he kind of starts blurring the reality living in the dream world with her. And it gets very, very strange and bizarre. And it's what's very, a
1: strawberry house?
0: Strawberry-colored house. It's very oh pink. oh yeah. <laughs> oh. I
1: thought you just said strawberry house. I'm like, what's yeah. a strawberry house? Well, the
0: movies called Strawberry Mansion, and the, which like, I also okay. don't know what that is. But now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole movie starts. He's in this like room that everything is pink in it. The fridge, the food, everything. But it's like this weird
1: dream world. And you uh, loved that one.
0: I mean, I liked it a lot. I liked it much better than the first one I saw. But it's, again, okay. this weird, surreal-like element to it. Um, and it's, I mean, I listened to a little bit of the Q&A after, which they do for each of these movies. Like, they were going for these kind of more fantastical like Never Ending Story or Baron Munchausen when they were the movies you might not have heard just by
1: looking at your face. <laughs> but uh, No idea what you're talking yeah. about, but that's but, all right.
0: But this weird kind of bizarre uh, element that goes into like, what what is this adventure they're going on? Anyway, uh, that one I wanted to talk about just briefly. But then the three movies and one that I think is very um, uh, apropos to this podcast I, I wanted to get into. There's one we watched called Together Together with ed helms oh and uh okay. it's about um he's kind of mid 40s and um never was able to settle down so he decides he wants a kid and it's all about his relationship with the surrogate that's carrying his baby and mm-hmm. uh kind of uh how close you could get with the surrogate and the relationship with that and that was really really well done a lot of great acting in that not, uh,
1: not as comedic as his usual work
0: it was funny. It was definitely funny mm-hmm. because there's uh, definitely side characters that, that steal the show. There's, there's a comedian, uh, New York-based comedian, Julio Torres, who writes for SNL and has a HBO special. I think I talked about it on this podcast. His, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in it, and he's just so funny as was well. Was he the
1: one with the conveyor belt? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. His, uh, the, his uh, comedy special about shapes. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was kind of a, a co-worker of the lead, and uh, he was he was great. So that was a fun movie to see. Um Then there was uh, the documentary Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street, which is the story of how Sesame
1: Street started. That's funny.
0: And I loved it so much. It's so inspiring. And it was really fascinating to see how groundbreaking it was, just the idea of using television to teach young children, but keeping it fun and entertaining and adding and uh elements that like parents wouldn't immediately turn off because they're so bored of it Mm -hmm. so they would sit and watch with their kids so there's Mm -hmm. an element of that but also like the groundbreaking stuff of showing like an integrated neighborhood uh -hmm. in that time and not driving home the the lesson of diversity but just showing it on tv was enough to like as a as a big learning experience and they go into how like in mississippi that was like an issue and like some of the broadcasters weren't going to show because of the integration and then some advertisers that had their own channel were like well if you're not going to show it on your network we'll show it on ours and then eventually like they came around there's some really fascinating history to uh sesame street that i did not know and Mm -hmm. i just it was so inspiring definitely tears watering down i yeah it was like really emotional uh
1: yeah <laughs> that's funny you no know? and it's so different from when i watched on netflix there's like a i can't remember what it's called you might know the name of it mm-hmm. it's like um back when we were kids or and it's basically about like power rangers ninja turtles there are episodes on different ones oh it's about like how movies would...
0: we love or something like that yeah something in like that, that in that genre yeah
1: but it was such the opposite of what you're saying it was like oh Power Rangers was literally created to sell products.
0: Yeah, yeah, and a like, lot of whoa. things were for just to sell toys.
1: yeah. Wow, like I didn't know that, but anyway. <laughs> so, so I definitely like recommend this. I think. This different.
0: Is, yeah, I think this is gonna definitely come out on HBO. I think it's an HBO doc- produced documentary. So when that gets a wider release or when it comes to whatever streaming platform, go and watch it. Uh, you won't rec- uh, you won't uh, be disappointed. I highly recommend that one. And then lastly, I want to talk about Marvelous in the Black Hole, which is a movie about magic.
1: What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But is it like, it's like, not, it's magic in the mystical sense or? No,
0: it's about a magician. Whoa. So it's about a young girl who, um,
1: you know, is a little. Time frame on this. Are we in current day? Present current,
0: day? Current day. Current day. She's a little angsty, uh, has family issues. Um but uh is acting out a lot, doesn't really do well in school, doesn't want to participate in school, uh, until she has to do a project and she bumps into an older magician played by Rhea Perlman and she starts to learn magic and uh kinda she 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 finds her passion. I won't go into the spoilers of this, but uh, I thought it was really, really well done. Seriously? This this young girl and her, you know, older magic mentor uh, and just kind of like deal with all these issues and the relationship that they have. And she does a big performance at the end, of course, that's, you know. You know, definitely a little bit more artsier feel than like a magic camp that we talked about. <laughs> in the sure, past.
1: which was a campy feel. Yeah, which a campy I think feel. we liked that too. Yeah, we liked it too yeah, for yeah. what it
0: was. But it's definitely mm-hmm. different, you know, version. But it was also fun to see uh, one of the uh, like the the, the Rio Pearlman has her friends, a magi- bunch of friend magicians that like come out and hang out at our place. They do like a magic salon, they call it. And one of the magicians was Ice McDonald.
1: Oh, nice! And he's
0: wearing his purple, uh, you know, yeah, of tuxedo, course. and he does a little dove magic. And, well, of uh, course, yeah. Wow. So that was fun. And then, uh, you know, I also knew going in that the magic consultant was uh, Kayla Drescher, a friend oh, no of mine. Oh no way! And uh, yeah, so she and her boyfriend Harrison—Harrison uh, Harrison does some hand doubling in the movie, uh, but they both worked on the film, and uh, oh, they great. both did a great job. So
1: that's great. Great job.
0: When that gets a wider release, I recommend that. Check that one out as well. Love it. So that's my movie report. Now I just, I just educated you on more movies than you've probably seen in your lifetime.
1: I think so. <laughs> um, before we logged on, mm-hmm. because we're going to be getting into uh, trivia and riddles in a moment, before yeah. we logged on, I logged into the Zoom and it said, your host is already in a meeting. What you tell me was just because you were checking your camera. Yes. I was secretly hoping that you were having a secret meeting with your brother, Mark, because right now, you're going to bring him on to perform the theme song live. <laughs> no, no, Okay, no, let's okay. play the recorded one. Yeah,
0: all right, we'll do that. Diddle <laughs> me this,
1: diddle me that, will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? If I predicted that, that would have been so cool, though. That would have been cool, but
0: I mean, we'll get him on eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, I got have you discussed you. it with him? Have
1: you discussed it with him?
0: i think briefly in passing we did like a family group call but uh this week that that wasn't the uh the intent of the
1: call but but this week it was mentioned after we talked about it last week yeah i don't think he's
0: listened to the last episode yet but so he wasn't even aware
1: yeah okay all right maybe when he gets to it we'll uh (laughs) we'll see if he's open to it
0: all right are you ready for your riddle matt
1: yes okay
0: a tall building was on fire when firefighters arrived they spotted a cat in the window one firefighter climbed a ladder to grab the cat, but the ladder caught on fire. The firefighter and the cat fell, but were both completely fine in the end. How is this possible if there was nothing to catch them, like a gurney or a trampoline or a pool for them to fall into? By the way, this is from, I believe, my brother as well. He submitted this riddle.
1: Wow, ironic. Um, I would say, well, cats always land on their feet, so... Um so
0: the, you're, you're so you're like the cat's fine. Firefighters also are famously known for
1: landing on their feet. Yeah, I mean it could have been a cat firefighter. Maybe it's Garfield or Heathcliff. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. I just like that you just time.
0: assumed like, oh, I could change the the Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, let's let's hear it one more time. Okay, yeah.
0: A tall building
1: was on fire.
0: When firefighters arrived, they spotted a cat in the window. Uh, one firefighter climbed a ladder to grab the cat, but the ladder caught on fire. The firefighter and cat fell, but were both completely fine in the end. How is this possible if there was nothing to catch them, like a gurney, a trampoline, or a pool?
1: Um. Well, it was a tall building, my friends, but... The cat was in a window on the very first floor.
0: That is correct. <laughs> well done. Yes, that was a misleading setup to make you make assumptions and uh yeah, they they were on the first floor. Now this Love is it. this is interesting. I found this out recently from a friend's uh, email uh blast he does. He does like weekly little marketing things on emails, but he uh he's in the, based in the UK and apparently in the UK, they call the first floor like what we would call the second floor and they call the first the the ground floor is what we call the first floor what do they call
1: the ground floor the ground floor
0: yeah the ground floor and then the Mm -hmm. next floor up above that would be their first floor right so i guess that's just makes this riddle a little bit more dangerous but i still think they could be fine yeah i think so (laughs) okay i think they'd
1: still be all right
0: yeah for our UK listeners, I just
1: wanted to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I guess trivia it is.
0: Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, pressure, pressure. pressure, pressure, pressure.
1: Trivia, pressure, trivia time. Played that song on my acoustic guitar this week. Did you? Did.
0: So maybe we don't need my brother. We can have your rendition.
1: Maybe we could do like a, a do collab. We have, a collab do, yeah. do we
0: think we can get Joe Esposito to do one of
1: these songs? I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think he would do it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Anyway. Oh, that's your, that's your trivia.
0: <laughs> Goals.
1: Uh, with over 35 million residents, what is the most populous city in the world?
0: Oh. 35 million residents. I'm immediately thinking Asia. So I know, obviously, China was my first instinct, but also I know that there's very popular cities in India. But uh, my gut instinct says Beijing. Do I get choices or do you want to give me any hints here? I'll just say you're close. I'm close. Uh, I'm going to need some choices then. Do you have choices or are you going to make them up? I would have to make them up. Okay. Um, so Shanghai.
1: You're in the right um, continent. Oh, continent. Tokyo. Yes! Yay! I'll give it to me. <laughs> 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 all right, that was that it. bad?
0: Good to know. Yeah. I'm surprised that Tokyo has more people than Beijing, but um all right. I'll trust mm-hmm. your your research. Mhm. Well done. I've been watching a lot of game shows like recently just with the the Jeopardies and the Chase and the Hustler and all. <laughs> I'm just, oh yeah. And just I'm just enjoying so many of these <laughs> as well. But uh there's more TV to watch this weekend because it's the Super Bowl.
1: What an exciting one, too. I mean, pretty crazy. Tom Brady goes from one team to another and its very first year is in the Super Bowl again. It's just crazy. And this is his tenth one. There have only been fifty-five Super Bowls. I think this is number fifty-five, right? Yeah. That's L- a huge LV. percentage of Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, he's been in about, you know, <laughs> a fifth of them. It's
1: crazy. But, I mean, you're a big Patriots fan.
0: I'm very conflicted.
1: Uh, you feel weird about it? Really? <laughs> I, don't, I
0: don't know. Like, uh, you know, I'm a Patriots person, and he left the Patriots. So. He needed the warmer climate. Yeah, but I feel a little betrayed. I mean, I, my, my, my observation was I was like, there's no doubt on who won the breakup between <laughs> Brady and Belichick. But, uh-
1: um, no, here's the thing. If he go, I mean, even though I think it's already solidified, the fact that he's going to the Super Bowl, I think it already yeah. any any of the haters, any people who would say, oh, he's overrated this or that and people are out there who say that, this kind of solidifies him as definitely one of the best of all time. It just does. I mean, I mean, goat has
0: been thrown around for a while
1: for him. Um, now, Peyton Manning did do the same thing a yes. few years ago when he sw- right. switched teams and his very first year was in the Super Bowl too um and won i believe mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i I'll have to check you on that. It's been a while. Yeah, my, my, I would recommend my sports knowledge, fact. as uh, most of our listeners probably <laughs> is not not as keen. But I do follow, you know, the Pats at least, and I'll, I guess I'll be rooting for Brady. Although I do like Mahomes as well. Um, I do too.
1: Yeah, I just like the story of the idea of like going from one two, team to another mm-hmm. and winning, and they are the underdog. The Chiefs are favored. I, I, you don't bet on games or anything.
0: Well, I was just gonna bring up. I did some squares. uh, for this one coming up and uh for those of you not familiar you know you have a little grid and you buy a little box and at the end of the quarter you check who's uh the numbers on the top to see who bought the the square and you win some money so i have two squares going into this game
1: i'm not familiar with the terminology of, of the squares thing but i i'm i'm gonna be placing some bets as well
0: oh are you really are like yeah. are you doing like the prop bets and all those fun bets because i always like the you yeah. know, like w- w- will the coin be heads or tails yeah uh, yeah who's who's there the halftime show weekend i think the weekend. the weekend yeah so are there like the, prop bets on on him his performance i'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, sure you're there in are Vegas. yeah You've yeah i think they the have weird bets ones. on everything yeah so, so are you and gonna do a, some a, of those outlandish ones <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, like I'll probably do something on the coin toss and I'll, mm. I'll I'll spread out the bets. I don't bet big or anything. I don't gamble at all. So this will be my only time at gambling probably since last Super Bowl, which I lost by the way.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, there
1: you go. Um, so what, I guess that means last year I bet against the Chiefs and lost. So maybe mm-hmm. I should bet for them this time. Oh, I don't know what to do anyway. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. I haven't decided what I'm gonna lock in yet for my uh, for my bets, but the the Chiefs are favored by three and a half points.
0: There you go. That's are you sport. are you gonna do anything special
1: to watch? Um, just food, just food, just get yeah, food. essentially. Yeah. My brother's gonna be here, and mm. uh, I'm gonna watch it, and that's that's pretty much it. Which we did the same thing last year, so nothing yeah. too too eventful. Food and food and Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I have my uh, little little pod coming over. We're going to watch it at my my apartment here. Uh, the weird thing is I I'm going to a virtual show right before the Super Bowl. So we're going to watch that and then I'm going to host a Super Bowl mini Super Bowl party. Nice. The, yeah, and get some food and watch that and uh and I have, you know, I'd say three quarters of my pod is very into, you know, the game and one member might not be as much, but uh, hopefully we'll still get to see all the commercials and all the fun stuff. For Are that. you
1: the one member who's not? No, no, no. Oh, no. I was going to say, I feel like you're, you're fair, like baseball, you're yeah, fairly knowledgeable Yeah, I'm fairly about in,
0: it. into this stuff, but, uh, yeah. you know, not diehard, like I can't rattle off stats or... No, neither you know, am I, but I, yeah. Remember who won certain Super Bowls or anything No,
1: like I'm terrible at, re- I don't, uh, yeah, I'm terrible at remembering who was in previous Super Bowls. Which
0: is why I'm glad you fairly often don't do a sports question. (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) That's funny. I feel like you're, I I guess we're about the same on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was always surprised at who your team was growing up in New
1: England. The Dolphins. Yeah. You're
0: a Dolphins guy, which is so bizarre to me. I I guess you grew up with the Marino era. Grew up
1: in the Marino era. That's true. Now, how many people are in this pod? Four. Four. Yeah. So including you? Yeah. Yeah, so same here. It'll be my brother and his fiance and and yeah. Tiana and I. So it'll and be fun and a little, like you said, a mini a mini Super Bowl party, yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's great. Um, I'll tell you something else weird that I did. Uh, have you heard of Clubhouse?
1: No, what is Clubhouse? You know,
0: <laughs> Clubhouse is a new like app slash social media, uh, platform. Although social media is a weird term for it. But it's invite only and I gotta invite in.
1: Oh, it, yes. It's a texting thing. Not texting, it's video a, chat. It's
0: only audio.
1: Audio. It's
0: this only audio taking. chat. So this is this is kind of like if uh, video or audio conferencing was a social media platform.
1: I thought I heard of something like this, but now I just checked on my phone and I don't have it, so it must be something else that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Let me just look at the, I want to see what it looks like. Sure. Yeah.
0: So I'll, I'll explain a little bit what it is. So once you join, there's like in your hallway, there's a bunch of like meetings that are going on and you can pop in and you kind of like listen. But they usually have like kind of a staging area or like a stage area where like the moderators and the invited guests are usually discussing certain topics of that room. And then, like, if you're just listening, you can raise your hand. I'm still very new at this, so I'm still trying to understand the whole process myself. But um, the one, the the topics I've jumped in on so far have all been kind of, like, entrepreneurs. I think it's kind of started in the tech uh, industry uh, to, like, share ideas. So they're very – it's not as, like – Casual as, like, a Zoom room seems to be when you're just, like, hanging out with friends or whatever or, like, uh, like-minded people. But it's very more pointed, like, um, kind of like a town hall discussion where, you know, I listened to one about virtual events or just how live the live event industry has changed to the virtual world and, you know, it had... People I know from the NACA world and, uh, you know, other businesses talking about how they've shifted and have people from all over that, you know, either they're, they host game shows or in the music industry or they're artists themselves. And they just are, like, discussing their different strategies. There's other rooms where you could join in where, they're like, let's talk about Clubhouse and how to use it as its best uh, to network. It's very much a networking skill, and it has kind of a feel – at least the rooms that I've jumped into like of a more of like a LinkedIn, like this is for professionals to talk professional development and strategies and marketing and so forth. Although there are rooms that are like specific to like comedy or, you know, whatever your interest is, you can find whatever you click a bunch of your interests is when you first sign up and they feed you kind of rooms that fit those interests. Uh, But it's, it's it's very fascinating that you could just like pop it on and listen to a, conversation and while you're doing other things and put your phone down and listen to all these like intellectual people talking about certain certain topics and uh it's it's, it's interesting i don't know
1: that is I, I don't know if i can get into any other I'm, I'm like so resistant every time like a new thing comes out in terms of social yeah. media or this or that so uh i won't be an early adopter but it is interesting to hear that it exists have you heard of omegle
0: Yes, yes, yes. This is like a, is- that's like a chat roulette kind of thing. Okay, it yeah. looked
1: like chat roulette, but I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if it was. What I've mm-hmm. seen is, I've never used it, but I've seen magicians like performing on it, and then they save the video somehow, and then they post it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I think I first came across it when uh, Ben Folds was using it in his concerts, and he would just randomly connect with someone while he's at a live concert. Which gets risky because you never know what's going to pop up, especially with some of the like if if it's not a moderated section and it's like R rated or anything well, like that. Well, are there
1: moderated sections of Omegle? Because chat roulette was not moderated. Oh,
0: I'm not sure. I think okay. there might be. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you can like go to like more of a family safe area. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) right
1: right or at least it's moderated before they bring it up at his concert or whatever
0: yeah or he just skips past those real fast (laughs) yeah geez imagine (laughs) but he was basically i remember seeing some videos like when this has got to be like early 2000s or whatever he's at a concert and like a guy would be like literally like you don't see it but he's sitting on a toilet you know (laughs) it's just a guy who is just like you know you see his top half and he's like hey man and he's just like Ben Folds would improvise a song about the people he sees on the other end, and they're like, wait, and then they're looking out, and they're seeing a concert of people seeing Ben Folds. Wow. (laughs) So it must have been a weird experience for that, so...
1: And that's real. They were really doing it. It wasn't like a bit where they had a pre recorded plan.
0: No, it was, yeah, he was really just, you know, basically improvising songs and doing it live in the moment. So it's interesting to see now in this virtual world people go, like you're saying, magicians, because I've seen a bunch go on and just, they're basically doing almost like an open mic. They're trying out things for just random strangers <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. cycling through and performing for them and just seeing the reactions and capturing it. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of fun to watch. It's bold. It's interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Which is
1: also the name of this episode, I think. Yeah, I interesting think so. interesting episode.
0: Interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm just fascinated because I'm trying to learn more about like the marketing side of things and like listening just again, this clubhouse. You can have it playing in the background and see if you get any tips about social media strategies and and uh, you know, how to best network and market yourself and
1: but instead of having that on in the background i recommend um it's called mind over magic oh i've and heard of that it's a it's podcast. like a podcast
0: see we record them though so i've already listened to those but uh, <laughs> but other people should be we'll find it interesting yes indeed <laughs> indeed uh but matt what do you say we talk about some goals all righty for uh for that last week and next week uh last week you wanted to uh, read part two of your card book.
1: Yeah, part two meaning volume two. So it's a whole separate book. Blew through that and blew through another book in the meantime, by the way, which was a fiction book. Oh, realistic what fiction. What was that one? Um, the name of it.
0: it was that good?
1: <laughs> I can't remember the name <laughs> of it, but I've I've read a lot of books by the author. Um, his no. name is Harlan Coben. We may have talked about him.
0: Oh, okay. And that name doesn't seem familiar,
1: but maybe we have have you, have you seen or heard of The Stranger on Netflix? Yes. So that was modeled after one of his books called The Stranger as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I liked The Stranger, so I started reading his books, and they all get me. They all have, like, a twist at the end that you don't see coming. And uh, oh, it was the one about the twins. There you go. Yeah,
0: the twins. Was, yeah. Is that the twist? Did we ruin the twist?
1: No. In fact, <laughs> okay. I was thinking, because I'm so sick of him, like, I've been had so many times by this author. So I was thinking, all right, I'm thinking the twin everyone thinks is dead is actually alive. Right. Which was false. It was like, that That wasn't it. Don't but I was spo- thinking- Don't
0: spoil it.
1: <laughs> well- Let people I, think that. It was a reach. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying every angle now when I read his books to not let him get me, but he still gets, it just gets me every time. But oh, anyway, good. so yeah, I did, I did well on the books this week, but I think we talked about last week the fact that it was a- uh, an achievable goal, you called it.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we thought that we would achieve it. So wh- what are you thinking? Uh, how about you? How, how did you fare? And what are you thinking for uh, this coming week?
0: Yeah, I also wanted to tackle a stack of books. I didn't tackle the whole stack, but I did tackle the top book on my stack. Uh, so I got a little bit further progress on that, uh, which is a, a friend's book uh, about mentalism. So I got about you know a good chunk, third of the way through, maybe up to a half. I'm just having a hard time still focusing during this pandemic so it's tough for me to like sit down for long periods to read but I'm trying to get through that uh in order to do so uh now especially since a lot of my apartment stuff is finished but uh my goals for this week are um a bunch I I I have a lot to do but uh the main focus I think is just going to be figuring out market again marketing strategies cuz I I want to tackle um Maybe some markets I haven't been as uh, familiar or don't think I've nailed down yet. Uh, so, you know, whether that's adjusting my website or figuring out a new video to market for them, uh, basically just figuring out like a branding strategy that still fits my style and my brand, but uh, kind of speaks towards those uh, those markets. So that's what I'm focused on this week. Awesome. Yeah. And what are you going to be doing the- next
1: week? What am I doing next week for goals? Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. That's a that's a good one. I guess figure out Valentine's Day plans. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But is that no, that's ten days from now. That's a, yeah.
0: So you got a, a little time.
1: Should I say organize my office or is that just a running <laughs> gag at this point? <laughs> because it still hasn't done. Place
0: your Super Bowl bets. Oh that
1: I do have to do that, which I'm not very good at. I don't understand any of it. So that is kind of a to do. Um yeah. Yeah, <laughs> again. Whose idea was this goal segment? Yours. Let's remind
0: everyone. <laughs> Anything magic related? You want to tackle? Um, I, mean, I well,
1: I'm quitting magic actually. After I watched what? those Je- after I watched the Jackie U videos, <laughs> I decided that I'm not really cut out for magic. So there are really no magic goals other than quitting. Oh no! Which Let's, is of course a the joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like,
0: imagine this goes viral for that. It's like we heard it here first on the Mind Over Magic <laughs> podcast. Matt Franco, with successful L- Las Vegas headliner show and first magician <laughs> to win EGT, quits because of a Instagram video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no! It was inspiring, but you know, yeah. you know how it is. It's like, oh my god! Wow! Yeah. This is yeah. this is crazy. Um, but all, you know, I was going to say all the kids are doing crazy stuff, but I think he's like our age, but, um, (laughs) isn't that true though? You see the stuff kids do and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah.
0: I think it's just because, uh, it's, it's every generation kind of is starting a little bit forward than where the last uh, generation. I love to, to see it. it jokes aside, yeah. I love to see
1: that. Jokes aside, you so know. The,
0: so they're they're just building off of uh, everything that's come before, and hopefully bring the art for form forward for the next generation after that. And you know, eventually people are going to be doing amazing things. Uh, you know, right off the bat, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's inspiring to see. And some of the card shops, just people, that, yeah. Uh, sleight of hand chops in general uh, it's amazing to watch
1: i forgot what i did this week i just remembered something i did this week i went to the library really yes i've had a library card a virtual library card for a long time and i've never once used it i just signed up wow so i showed up and that's where i got my book
0: that's cool and yeah was the library faring during the pandemic
1: well it was empty so it was nice <laughs> that was good there's nobody there, but I was there for probably 90 minutes perusing some books, and uh, I took a few out, and it's great. I got to remember to return them, otherwise I'm going to have fees.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things I really miss about going into Manhattan, is going to like the New York Public Library, and just like, that building is huge and iconic. I mean, you you know the building from, you've seen
1: Ghostbusters, so like... No, you haven't? No, I have, but I don't recall it like, clear uh, enough to okay. know the library.
0: With the lions out front, the famous lions, and there's a big stone building in Bryant Park and everything. And it's just, you know, you can go to that top floor where everyone has to be super quiet, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just love sitting down with either a book that I bring myself or a book I find. And I, I miss, miss those moments.
1: Well, the other thing you said was you've been having trouble. Like You're like, oh, I haven't you know, felt comfortable just sitting down for long periods of time to sort of focus. It's like, it's interesting. This might like catch you by surprise if you stop and think about it. But right before we came on, I did 40 minutes of sitting in silence, 40 minutes of meditation before we wow. came on, which is like day 300 for me. So another achievable goal is to continue with that. But what, is that sound crazy when you hear it? Or is it not that weird?
0: Uh, it's not weird to hear you do it, I but can't to think picture, about doing it, I can't picture myself doing just sitting for forty minutes.
1: I don't think I would have either, but I, I built up to that after doing five minutes and ten minutes and over uh-huh. time over the past three hundred days. But yeah, forty minutes and and it goes by really, really. Uh, some, not, I wouldn't say it always goes by quickly, but it's uh, it's an interesting practice. It's that same feeling, I guess, when you get in the flow of maybe practicing something else. Right, Where yeah. Where time, time is not as measurable.
0: I guess, yeah, when you, when you feel like you've, uh, you're good at it, it's always nice too when it's like achievable, like you're saying that flow. So I guess you're, you're just good at sitting quietly, <laughs> which is why, initially, I was in another meeting just because I know you love sitting patiently, doing nothing, <laughs> before I activated the Zoom meeting.
1: <laughs> it was a great session
0: that's good that's good man mm-hmm. i don't know if i'll get there
1: <laughs> i i'll mention too if just in case there's one person out there who who's who's into meditation because i've talked about using the headspace app i've also started using another one called bright mind oh okay so you know it's got a free trial if you ever feel like sitting down and gaining clarity and equanimity and concentration those are the three elements of it
0: what was that second word
1: equanimity it basically is a fancy word for like calmness or even being sort of even keeled
0: oh yeah i did not know that
1: well the things you learn on mind over magic (laughs) are truly special especially on an interesting episode which this has been
0: it has been for sure so thank you all so much
1: for listening i have a plug as well because valentine's day is coming up valentine's day cameo
0: of course, if you want Matt to send you a Valentine personal or yeah, let's
1: say your significant other, you know, your yeah. your boo, if you will, is a fan of magic, a fan of Matt Franco, by all means, I am so happy to wish a happy Valentine's Day. So
0: Now what's the difference between a boo and a bay?
1: Oh, is it interchangeable? I think, I think it's another synonym. Okay. Right? Your boo yeah. boo bay? Before anything else, is that true? Does that is that an acronym? Bay, Bay is an acronym that I. It's, I think again, I could
0: be wrong at all of this. Before wait a minute, anyone wait a else, we're sounding more.
1: so old. <laughs> I know where. Well, no, because Bay. I mean, yeah. even that's like that is then that that's like old. That now seems too. old now too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're wearing out our goodbye on this, but I don't care because I have another fun <laughs> acronym. Let's just keep prolonging
0: the episode. We're like, we're going to wrap it up now. Let's do another thing.
1: <laughs> Listen to this. Ready? Mhm. Swag. Like stuff you give away. Souvenirs, wearables and giveaways. Is that what it stands for? <laughs> I think it did. I think it does. No. Souvenirs, wearables and giveaways. Wow.
0: I did not know that.
1: Blew my mind when Matt Green told me that the other day.
0: Oh, yeah. So it got some swag. I, I've always knew what it meant, but mm-hmm. who knew it was an acronym?
1: Yeah, there it's you go. Like so, SCUBA. Like SCUBA, self-contained underwater <laughs> breathing apparatus.
0: Yeah, this is the part of the pro- podcast where we just go through all the acronyms we know.
1: <laughs> S-A-M. Society of American Magicians. That's right. Is this a trivia <laughs> <laughs> this is the trivia section. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you joining us on this interesting episode. And unless Eric prolongs it, like I've just done to him, this yeah. might be a goodbye. Let's see. Yeah, where are you gonna We're go? Where are you gonna, gonna
0: go with it? I'm just saying that if you haven't followed us, the social followers at Mind Magic Pod, <laughs> and uh, if you want to email us uh, with whatever acronyms you think we should know, <laughs> email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail. Com. So, One uh, more thing? Yeah, what's that?
1: No, no, I'm just kidding. This is really goodbye <laughs> now. But we do look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, we look
0: forward to it. Uh, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon.